What is up, everybody? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Star Trek Beyond Spoiler Cast. Uh, That's not what it's called. Star Trek Beyond? No, I'm saying it's not a widget. You're a widget. So, uh, <laughs> Star Trek Beyond with me today, Grumpy Geek. Hello. There he is. The spoiler with a oh no I screwed that up Adam her never did. mind we'll go you on did. to the next you one you totally screwed that I, one I up. couldn't decide which way I wanted to go just let let that's, it go man that sounds like a personal problem salty with a touch of pepper as always <laughs> and then Sam Sarvis <laughs> our <laughs> resident potty mouth yeah. don't swear there um, no, you're thinking I about it I see you I could do it hey, we could Sam. make life really <laughs> hard for Sam. Bruner big. Effin John. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, wait, so that's true. Bruner has to edit this. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. it don't you, no. don't you dare. Everyone get your F-bombs off. No! Ah! Come on! What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a swear counter going. Yeah. No, I really have to get a swear counter going now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what time is it in the actual podcast? <laughs> one minute, 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. It's like one, it's one minute. You know what? He should have to watch the entire thing. Or one listen mi- to the All right, he's getting thing. one minute, 20 seconds, swear counter. So we have a video version of this. If you go to youtube.com slash C slash the Geekiverse. Is that right, Adam? Yes. Okay, cool. That C throws me off every time. Slash C slash. Yeah. Slash C slash the Geekiverse. It's a C sandwich, so yes. that's good. <laughs> uh, By the way, anytime that you want the microphone, you actually have to, like, grab it because it, anytime you talk, it's not working. I'm just talking. I don't think you're talking very loud. You're not, not talking, talking loud, very loud, loud at all. I'm just talking really loud now. <laughs> I can't hear you. So, Shut up, Ollie. Star Trek Beyond was a great movie. Uh, I think that's the general consensus here. Pete reviewed it for thegeekiverse.com. Gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Let's start with overall reactions. If you don't already know, Pete's... What are you doing, Adam? Stop it. Thank goodness there's no camera in here. All right, Pete, first reactions overall. I loved it. Every a bit lot. of it. I did. I loved every bit of it. It's, uh, as I said in the, the video version, this is um, definitely my favorite of the three reboots. And uh, before that, the two reboots were my favorite of all of the movies. So that makes this my favorite of all of the movies ever made with the name Star Trek. These three movies rank as your favorite Star Trek movies. Correct. Gotcha. Except nice. I did not know that. There's two other ones that, that I, I really liked over the years. Probably the, Nemesis. Um, Nemesis is terrible. <laughs> it's an awful film. It never should have been made. And after they made it, they should have taken it off. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> that is the only other Star Trek movie I've seen. That's why you didn't watch it for all these years. Exactly. Okay, continue. Um, Wrath of Khan is a classic. It's a classic. And uh, my first date with my wife was uh, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home with the Whales. And uh, while my, my son, Grumpy Jr., um, says otherwise, it's a great film. I really enjoyed it. No, it's not. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, Grumpy Jr., wh- what do you think of Star Trek Beyond? Uh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, uh, Star Trek, I bringing say families together. I wouldn't say it's or my favorite <laughs> out of the three. I wouldn't say it's my favorite out of the three, but I'd definitely say it's in the top two out of the three. So what are you really saying? <laughs> it's, so, so it's, 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 uh, so this film made the top three for you. Yeah. <laughs> of three. Yeah, exactly. Three of three. No, it's in the top two of three. Oh my goodness. I was going to try to make fun of you and I had nothing because you just did it for yourself. Right. <laughs> I'm okay oh with it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you there's will still, be okay with there it. There is still no evidence that uh, somebody's going to watch this and comment at me. 
If you want to comment, oh, I thought you were going to say no evidence that it's the best Star Trek do. movie ever. No, if you want to comment, Grumpy 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 go ahead. I am, said it was. I am. I am willing to argue with you on Twitter. So at Adam J here, go ahead. Wait, what There's one thing I know about Adam. He is willing to argue, <laughs> especially if it's over something stupid. <laughs> there you go, uh, Sam Sarvis. What did you think of Star Trek Beyond? Oh, it was amazing. It amazing. Did, I will agree with Pete when we were talking earlier about this movie that it didn't feel like a normal third movie. It felt. It just it felt like it belonged. It it wasn't like a throwaway movie. Like oh, we're just making it to make money. It's no. not a capper either. Oh, absolutely right? not. No. What is your favorite part that you got to see it with me? Oh, that's hard. Um, Gosh, that's that was the wrong answer, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, even sure you're getting a wedding card now. Oh, well, that's awkward. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat your question again. What did you just say? Was your favorite part that you got to see it with me? That I got to see it with you? Is that the correct answer? That is the correct okay, answer. Okay, good. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> oh, my God. I these disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't because, there, Joe. Right, because, because that's, you chose that's because the wrong you theater. didn't see it with us. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. What did you go, Flicks? Yeah. We did yeah, go that's flicks. cute. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was great. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Anyway. Should have been there. No, I was, I was at a better place. I was at Regal. <laughs> I thought Pete was just going to have an argument. I I thought no, nah, I was just mm. trying to find something. Yeah, no. Smack you over the head with uh, the one thing I really did like about the movies was, um, or it was different that they had actually broken up the story into like teams. Like they had Spock and Bones together. They had um, Kirk and Chekhov together, and they had Scotty and Jayla together. Like I just I felt like it was a really unique dynamic, especially Bones and Spock. Like, because those two together, it's it's just, like, it's kindling and fire. Like, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, w- one of the things that I really like about this this reboot is that these guys were, were true to the characters that the first cast developed. Like, Carl Urban's uh, Bones is a reprise of DeForest Kelly. Like, he plays the same character. The Enterprise. No, that's just not came up with that on the spot. Yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, and that, I mean, that's that's the thing that I like about it the most. Zachary Kinto Spock is it's a it's it's a tribute to Leonard Nimoy's Spock. Yeah, uh, Nimoy much... actually was on the panel for casting for Quinto. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He was. That's, yeah, that's he, super interesting. Yep, he was there for the casting, and he pushed for him to get it. Which is awesome because if someone's gonna play Spock, it He's, might as well be endorsed by Leonard Nimoy. Right, right. I can't like fathom how, the, like the tribute he does to him first of all, and second of all, how much he resembles him. It just, it's it's uncanny. Could you imagine being chosen by Leonard Nimoy to oh, play Spock? An honor with Leonard Nimoy playing Spock. Oh my god, honor. Freaking honor! Like, if anything should tear a hole in the space-time continuum, it's that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I um, I love the movie overall. I think it ranks third of the three rebooted films so far, dating back to '09, and that's not a slight to this film. I very much enjoyed it. I like the different dynamic of it. I liked uh, the smaller scale stories. Someone I know kind of referenced it as being a small story in a big film. And I can kind of see that a big production with these more intimate stories, as opposed to this big space epic at times. 
Um, so I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the humor aspect coming back more so like it wasn't the first one. I like that they kind of dove into new territory. There's just, uh, you know, and this cast, this cast is always incredible. Chris Pine as James Kirk is amazing. James T. Kirk. It could not be better cast. James T. He's he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. And um, I'm almost going to have problems watching him as Steve Trevor in Wonder Woman because he's already got one iconic character under his belt. Can we know? just it's talk Jared. about how like yeah. all of these characters are just crossing over into like the same movies? Like Benedict Cumberbatch got cast as Doctor Strange, Chris Pine in Wonder Woman. Like all of these characters are just kind of like also getting pushed into DC and Marvel at the same time. Well, Robert Downey Jr. put something on Twitter uh, probably a few months back, um, and it was a picture of him and a few castmates from Avengers, and it said, what's our secret? We're big dorks, too. They love this stuff, oh, a lot do. of them. Obviously, they love the paychecks, but aside from that, I do think a lot of these these characters, these these actors and actresses are very passionate about being in these movies and the source material, and they get to do what they always wanted to do, in acting, and they get to act in probably stuff that they loved as kids. And I think that's awesome. Well, absolutely. Most of these, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and I are the same age. So he was watching Star Trek. He was reading the comic books. Like, you know, you grow up in the 1970s. I didn't have 700 cable channels to watch. I had, uh, I had, (laughs) here I had channel 247. And then I had uh, 19 and 23. He so even had to get up radio. and walk over to the TV to change the channel. And they had, just they the had invented remotes yet. No, my insult's better. Yeah. Come on. That's actually not true. <laughs> but the remote had a wire attached to the TV, so you could never lose it. That's like buying it, an Xbox One control with a, a wire. With a cord? Yeah. <laughs> it's just not good. You can't do it. All right. Not where I was going to go, but did the remote have like four square or rectangle buttons that you were just like, click. 13. Oh, I had 13? 13, you son of a gun. Whoa. High roller over here. Yeah, high roller is right. Lucky 13. It was, it, was, uh, it was just a bunch of push buttons across the top, and the last one was HBO. But there was a little key that had to be, it was a little plastic tab that had to be in the, the unit in order for HBO to work so your parents could leave and take the key out. Just about like, to say parental it, control. Exactly. And it was just a, it was not no true story. No, it was just up. a little push button, push key and it had a hole in it. Took my brother and I about 11 minutes to manufacture one out of the handle of a plastic spoon after my parents went out one night. We're like it's it might be one of the only and times then you my got brother to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so, P, what was not on 19, HBO in not, 1970? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> There was oh, a, there was a there was a Muppet movie on that night that we really wanted to see. Stop oh. it on HBO! Oh my gosh, that's great. That's a little graphic for me. Um, <laughs> so going back to Chris Pine, um, I like you know I, I looked obviously I read the review that Pete gave us and his overall take on him as Kirk makes me feel better about it too because he's the definitive one for me and I I haven't. Been a lifelong Star Trek fan like Pete. He's gone through everything. He's seen it all, read the books. Uh, Sam and I started in 09 when uh, Star Trek hit uh, theaters with J.J. Abrams' reboot. So that was our jump on point, which we wrote an article about, by the way. So head over to the website to see that. But this, uh, he is so cool. He's so funny. He is awesome. He's He's everything you want to see on screen in that character. Right? Oh, yes, Absolutely. Yeah, and I I mean this is this is blasphemy. I I posted my 
uh, review where I said, uh, shat who, uh, you know, like Chris Pine owns the Captain Kirk character for me. And, and people were incensed by that because, because Shatner played it first, but you know, the first isn't always the best. Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. I would not trade in one episode or one movie, except for Nemesis, of any of the original stuff. You know, like like uh, Shatner uh, did great work, but Chris Pine owns that character for me now. Oh, Shatner no, is now the Priceline guy. For he me. totally. <laughs> so gave you're it his all. telling me that William Shatner does not own Captain Kirk anymore? Oh, William Shatner's here. That's awkward. That's exactly what I'm saying. Priceline negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> a promotional fee was paid to the Geekiverse by Priceline. <laughs> His cameo in Fanboys is fantastic. If you haven't seen Fanboys, watch it immediately. Yeah. How have you not seen Fanboys? I'm sorry. It was under the radar. It was in a limited amount of theaters when it came out. And I never even knew about it. My dad told me about it. And we went and saw it. And it is one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. We got to talk about that one time on the podcast. Yes. Uh, Pete, do we have any... Do we look up any numbers at all for this? Yeah, opening weekend it did fifty nine six. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's not Star Wars, but I don't ever want Star Trek to be Star was Wars. It yeah, one? frankly, it was number one the first weekend that it was that okay. was open, but it it lost that pretty quickly. I think. I think it's a rough year and a rough time for Star Trek to come out. Not that it doesn't hold its own weight. I, I do mean that respectfully. Because you know I'll take any jab I can when it comes I've to Star Trek. Never Star noticed. Wars. Never noticed that. Well, you should pay attention. Never noticed it's that. It's there. Oh my gosh! You don't even watch our stuff, do you? <laughs> not not often. <laughs> so, um, this year, where are you going to put Star Trek that it's not going to be affected by anything else? Oh, let's put it in the middle of summer. That's cool. Suicide Squad is coming out two weeks later. Uh, you've got yeah, but I I don't believe for one second that if Suicide Squad was opening the same night. Then I think that that would be a, a thing. You know what's but funny? I, don't believe I probably would have went and saw Star Trek over Suicide Squad. I really would have. I think that's I known very, very much the minority. Yeah. Really? You think so? Yes. I have really low expectations for Suicide Squad. Not that I'm saying it's going to be bad, but I'm going in with low expectations so that okay. they can be vastly outblasted. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I that was me for BVS. I don't yeah. think that for a second. I think Suicide Squad might be. Uh, I mean, you're right. It's a tough year. There's been some great movies. Would we talk in December? But that I think may be the movie of the year. I don't it think c- that they gave be. Star Trek Beyond enough. Like, oomph. there was no build up. No, yeah, promo, there was nothing. Right? There was nothing. It was just kind of like, oh, hey, it's coming out this summer, and you're like, oh my gosh, and then it was here. That's how I felt. Yeah, I, 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 we did the trailer reaction Boy, in December, and I, I don't. I don't know. There was no hype for this for me. Yeah, it's not like Star Wars where I very much like looked forward to it. That's yes. not. But I think promotionally, I don't know. This seemed quiet. Yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been a busy year for me with everything going on, the Geekiverse included. So sometimes I lose a lot of the stuff that's going on promotionally, and I don't I don't pay as much attention to it. And uh, and I mean, quite frankly, if you're comparing it to the to the promotional buildup of the Force Awakens no, or the Avengers or Suicide Squad, I wouldn't even compare that. But if you're comparing it to the buildup of Batman versus Superman, I think it's I don't think it's much different there. I, think, I disagree. I, I don't think Batman versus Superman was marketed anywhere near well enough. No, well, I think it was marketed well. I think that I think it, it was just, marketed too much because they gave away the entire movie during the Super Bowl commercial. That's exactly how I feel. <sighs> I I never. I felt like I knew that movie going in. My wait, 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 wait. Nowhere in the movie did I see 
Batman flying or Bruce Wayne flying to Kuwait or whatever that commercial was in the in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think that because we saw the trailer or the tease two years in advance of that film and then saw countless other trailers and TV spots and leaks here and there was so much coverage on it. It was like, there's no way this is going to succeed. There's no way. It felt like we knew the movie before we went in, saw the movie, and I felt like it matched my expectations. It's mm-hmm. exactly what I felt. So I wasn't super disappointed by it. I well, was stuck with that movie sucked. Continue. Okay, so there's, I, a, there's a bird in here or something. I don't know what that was. A, um, a rather grouchy bird. That that <laughs> <laughs> terrible movie. That trailer was not a terrible movie. Or and tease for Star Trek was adrenaline pumping. Like in the in the thirty seconds to a minute that they were showing in that thing, the the, the imagery that you see is the Enterprise being shredded. And I think maybe that's what why it did so well is because they didn't give us a lot to work on. We had no idea who the main villain was, did we? They didn't show mm, anything, no, right? They, they, the only the, thing they the showed was bit. Jayla, but it, and that it, was it. And they didn't explain who she was. No, I think we knew who the villain was. Cause well, we we knew who it was because anybody who's following at all, Idris Elba was in in everything. He was never in costume for most of it. It was like him standing on the bridge in his street clothes and stuff like that. So you never really saw the face until very close to the to the film release, I think. But him saying, I'm counting on it in the preview, I mean, or the trailer for it, I just, it was him. I, I don't well, know. Maybe I'm in the minority on that. I felt like I knew that was him the entire time, and I knew that that character was destined to be the villain. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, I just wanted, uh, you know, whether it was hyped or not, I think, I, you know, the quality of the film was still great. But my goodness, you had Deadpool early on in the year. You had Batman versus Superman in March. You had Captain America in May. Absolutely no, been, brutal year for movies, and then you got another Star Wars movie this fall. 2016 has been a great year to be a geek. Oh yeah, what absolutely. a perfect year for us to get into. This. I think right. this entire decade has been a if only amazing year to be a geek. Yeah. Absolutely, honestly. If only they would have reintroduced like a, a 1990s video game where you could actually get outside and walk around and lose some weight or something like that. Hmm. I think they called if that Pokemon Show. Pokemon Audio. All, all the cool kids are playing. So. But you're right. Man. You're right. To try to put a, <laughs> you know, Pokemon but I don't think, I don't think that those films being being put a month apart, I don't think that affects the attendance. I think people go see Star Trek because they like Star Trek. I think that people go see Captain America because they like Captain America. And I, you know, quite frankly, the only way it would have been any decision for me at all is if Suicide Squad and Star Trek opened on the same night, I would have went and saw one one night and one the next night. Now, granted... Yeah, I was about to say double feature. Right. Granted, <laughs> that's way past his bedtime. <laughs> that's why I'd have to see him two days in a row. I, I couldn't see them two showings in a row. I'd have to see him two days in a row. I need a but, break. I, I need mean, a nap. I, I think that I think that and and the numbers. I think the, if you add up all of the money spent on on geek films in in a year. Um, on so, tickets and stuff like that, I absolutely think that that bears out my. So, thing do you think Star Trek was a success? Yeah, I do. I, yes. I mean, you make yeah. you make sixty million in your opening weekend. It's it's gonna you know it's not gonna make a billion dollars. I'm it's just not. a little worried. I love this. I love the franchise that where it's going, and I I want it to continue. Yeah, no, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be fine. You know, and and I think that's uh, it's you're not you're not factoring in any of the merchandise. You're not factoring in any of the um, any of the 
the DVDs and, and, you know, all that stuff, this, this thing's going to make a, a quarter billion dollars or more by the time everything's said and done. Probably you factor in all of the, the uh, foreign um, box office, stuff like that, it'll be close to half a billion That's dollars. my next point, actually. Um, Jeff Pavlak brought that up to me. It's not, it has not released overseas yet. Um, I believe, I don't know which markets specifically, but at least one or two of, if not both, Japan and China. And it's not coming out for at least a few weeks, which is very interesting. Very interesting because usually these all come out within a week or so, if not the same weekend. Yeah. So for what it's worth, they are splitting that up and staggering it, so that will hurt numbers a little bit. But will hurt numbers for oh, hurt the overall, overall. numbers of things. Yeah, the overall well, stats right away, right away. For, it's all, like I said, it's all going to add up. I bet this thing does half a billion dollars it, by the time it this will be up. fine. That's not the worry, but it seems like the the theme this year has been record breaking opening weekends, right? You don't need it every time, but every movie we've talked about just about has been some sort of box office smash. Like Deadpool setting records. We we went through the list on our spoiler cast. BVS, despite its critical... Uh, shortcomings. Shortcomings is a good word for it. Uh, by the way, I that extended edition... Okay, hold on. It, this is not a BVS spoiler cast. All I'm going to say <laughs> is it's good. One sentence, okay. go. It's good. Did you buy it? Good. I bought it. Did you buy it? I did. I may okay. rent watch it. it. You can borrow it. It's yeah. good. Can you loan it to me and I can watch it on the plane? Joe, can Ooh. I borrow it from I don't know about that. If I lose Grumpy. it, I'll buy it another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now I'll, I'll, I'll be gone for 18 days. European geek. So <laughs> I'm catching a Suicide Squad in Scotland. Woo! Yeah, baby. We'll get back to the Star Trek spoiler cast in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about the money. I don't mean me, I mean the stupid stuff that you can spend your money on and help out the Geekiverse while you're at it. We've got a lot of t-shirts now available on the Geekiverse web store. You, of course, can get the Wampa Curling League straight out of Arkham, all three teams of Pokemon Go. You can get the uh, Up All Night to Get Loki, if you know what I'm saying, eh? Or you can get the Geek on Fleek shirt. It's all available at thegeekiverse.com. There's a link to our web store there. And... When you're done with that, you have to go to Amazon to, to buy more stupid stuff, correct? Correct. So what do you do? You go to thegeekiverse.com. You click on our Amazon link. You buy the crap you're already buying. It's going to cost the same regardless. You might as well just click our link and help us out. We get a small kickback through Amazon just by you clicking our link. That's what we like to call business. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right, I'll shut up. Let's get back to these idiots talking about whatever. So back on track, what did you guys think back of the track. new character Jayla? Uh, oh, I, I, I thought she was awesome. I did. I thought she was absolutely awesome. I thought it was awesome that they paired her with, with Scotty. Scotty, who you know I actually feel like uh, in in the first film I walked away not liking Simon Pegg as Scotty. I didn't because all of the other um, actors really kind of played the parts very much like their original, uh, the original actors. So I really liked that, and um, he didn't. He was a departure from James Doohan's Scotty. But then, you know, like, 
as you got farther into it. The guy's fantastic. How can you not love him? And the, and the fact <laughs> that he's writing great. these things, he's such a good writer. He's such a good actor. You can eat like a bean and be full. Montgomery Scotty. Montgomery Scotty. Yeah. yeah, I loved little things like that. I loved that, so that she called him James T. Yeah. Uh, you know, she uh, was funny. Sophia Butella is the actress uh, hidden underneath all of that because she's such a beautiful woman. And then you hide her underneath that. I didn't recognize her at all until I went and looked, uh, you know, on IMDb to see who she the was. The makeup was fantastic. Spectacular. Yes. You'll know her uh, most famously from Kingsman. Yes. She's the girl with the choppy legs, basically. She is the girl with the choppy legs. She's Do we know what her name is in the Kingsman? No. I don't. Oh, I gosh. have no idea. Yeah. Does the character actually have a name? I don't remember. She must. She must have a name. I don't know if they say it. I don't. Uh, that's a good she, question. Well, she does. Uh, yes. She obviously has a name, but I don't know. If, I don't remember them ever saying... I mean, maybe maybe they do, but it's like once or twice, and that's it out of the entire movie. Yeah, no, she was great. I loved her dynamic um, as a warrior and kind of a little bit comic relief. Mm-hmm. I'm I think a, she's going to be good in the next movie. I mean, one of the things that I didn't like about this movie was that... so Right into the negatives. Oh, well, here I mean, we go. <laughs> look, we've been going for how long? 22 minutes? Oh, more than 24 hour. minutes. So, like, <laughs> the one thing that... Seriously, this is one of the only things I didn't like about it was that, like, I guess I don't understand, and maybe it's in there and I just didn't catch it because I was amazed with everything else, but how did a, A, you have a Starfleet captain from, like, ever ago in comparison to the rest of the group, but you never understand, from the grumpy age. <laughs> you never understand, like, how he turns into the alien, number one, and number two, is that army that he has with him like all those people in the fighters are they part of the crew of the uh are they part of that crew or are they something different like you lost me where like where he becomes the villain and like how he gets an army the whole hive mentality of the army i think they explained it a little bit they said that when they landed on the ship they found a like society but it was a very like how would you describe it? Like they're not very primitive. smart. Yeah, very. Thank you. Very primitive. Um, and they had this source of energy that they could renew each other, and that's how Crawl came to be. Was he was using that energy, and he was slowly turning into one of them. Oh, I don't really. Right, maybe I just missed that part then. Like I, I was. That was the one thing that was like I don't understand where this giant army of bees yeah, they, came from. They explained it, but I didn't know. I didn't remember how in depth they went until Sam mentioned it. So I was in your boat. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I, was, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, how does he go from that to looking like that? And how did he survive all these mm-hmm. years? Because how old was it? Like 100 years? Something like that. At least. It's something, the, it's something yeah. crazy like that. I think yeah. it was like 150. Well, the, the, uh, wasn't the, the Franklin, it wasn't a USS. It was an NX. The number on the ship. Like the, the original Enterprise in Enterprise, the the series with Scott Bakula was the number, the, the call number started with NX. Uh, and then later, once you had Kirk and company, uh, it became an, um, and NCC. Yeah. Right. So, um, this, the Franklin, I think was an NX. I can't wait to see this again. Cause there's so many little details. Like, yeah, that, I, I want to watch it again right. so much. Absolutely. A movie. I need to see a second time to really step back and look for those minor uh, minor details that I couldn't see the first time around. Just yeah. 
because you can't the first time. Visually, this film was spectacular. The um, one the the thing that I loved the most, I think, from a, I love I love the I love the starship flybys in every movie forever since since before the next generation movies. Um, you know, after the, I almost I think after they destroy the first ship and they're all coming out on the space shuttle the uh, the shuttle to the, take the ship over. And uh, it's the original cast, and they all looking at it. You know, like this is kind of a tradition of a lot of Star Trek movies. Um, the thing that I thought was so stunning in this film was the Yorktown. Yes. Where where this is this this deep Whoa, star spoilers, base. Pete. This aren't we? This is a spoiler cast, isn't it? I'm referencing your uh, your little internet outrage. Yeah, it wasn't my outrage. Some lady went crazy because I mentioned the the uh, the Yorktown in my spoiler free. Thing and uh, spoiler alert, it's not a spoiler. Yeah, no, she went, she went, um, she, I apologized profusely. I didn't, I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody, right? They, I they went back and ruin the movie for somebody. Well, I went back and, and looked at the guidelines, and uh, they said that you could reference places that people went, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you just can't say what happened in York, right? Town. And I didn't, yeah. I just all I all I mentioned was what I'm mentioning now is hate how is beautiful. Hate. The, the is Yorktown really a spoiler? No. It's like, like if they like, mention, honestly, I, in Star Wars, like Jakku before The Force Awakens. It's like a that's that's it's not, not that's not a spoiler in, not. A, in any way. Like that's a, first of all, it's a place, and number two, I don't think it's you're gonna know it. Is the Yorktown ever mentioned in the original series or any the, series? Well, yes, because the Yorktown is a starship. Yeah, it was a, it was what it, he. It's a starship. Yeah. One of the things that I love about Star Trek is the naming conventions for all the ships. Like there's there's all sorts of things that you catch here and there. Wasn't and, the original and, ship supposed to be called the Yorktown? The original switched it to the Enterprise? Yeah, when uh, when Gene Roddenberry submitted uh, the the treatment or even the full pilot, I'm not sure. The Enterprise was actually named the Yorktown, and they um, they changed it to the Enterprise after that. I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they did. But the Yorktown in this film was so... I mean, I, I don't even know what kind of imagination that thing came out of. I mean, my favorite part of the whole thing Inception. was the Stargates where the ships came in. The ships traveled underneath those rivers so people walking along the river could look down and watch a starship travel underneath the river as it made its way to the to the uh, inside of the whole thing. I mean, visually, this was stunning. There was there was skyscrapers there, and I'm watching as as they're traveling through there, and there's trees on top of a star- yeah. skyscraper. Like, there's a garden up there, just like there would be in, say, New York City or something like that. I like, think they did it to how they modeled Yorktown was to, like, condense space. So, of course, they're going to have, like, you know, the ships underneath so that they're not, like... You know, well, they have things flying up above, yeah. but yeah, but it was all based on being able to fit everything in this sphere. And it was, it was, it kind of looked like I don't know if you guys are too young to remember this toy, but there was a there was this gyroscope toy where where you kind of pulled a zip tie on it, and the thing used to spin, and you could stand it up there, and it had two different rings spinning at the same time and stuff like that. So it's a it's an older toy. It was you know definitely around the seventies when I was growing up, but it was just like that. And there's an old series, the thing spins, so it creates. That's how it creates its false gravity by by spinning. Mm-hmm. So it pushes everything down towards the. 
um, towards the Outer Rings. There's a whole series by a guy, I think his name is Larry Niven, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd love to have the internet to check that. Ring World, which is the same thing. It's, a, it's this huge, I don't want to call it a planet because it's, it's man-made, but all of the stuff is on the inside and it spins and that's how it creates its gravity. It kind of reminds me of Halo in a way when I was it like does, Yorktown. It does, but it's important to point out that the Yorktown has an artificial gravity. It doesn't spin. Not in this movie, it doesn't. Maybe no, it, it maybe totally rotated. It, it, it rotates, totally but rotated. they say in the thing that there's an artificial... That's why the gravity is got the gravitational currents. Like, they say right there that Scotty's looking at it. I clearly never taught you to respect your elders and just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I raised you all wrong. I've been silent for most of this podcast. Eight billion people have access to this podcast once it's up, and now they all know your father's an idiot. Well done. Oh, my goodness. Thanks a lot, You're Adam. welcome, people. So, visually. Now you understand what I live with. And what we Sam's all live with in a bigger some wedding present than you are. So, Yay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> just, <laughs> keep, getting just keeps getting more awkward. <laughs> what is happening? Um, visually, I like the first two better. Ooh, this scene, and not that this was not as good visually, but that those two had a different tone. Probably because they were mostly on the Enterprise. And everything had almost like that, uh, the white light background. Everything in those movies was super crisp to me. Lens flares. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. I have a quick question. How many times is Kirk going to go into danger and kill most of his crew before he's like, okay, maybe I should stop and think about this? A hundred thousand times. Because like I'm watching like when the when the things are attacking the ship and people are just getting sucked out into space. I was like, oh, and that happened in Into Darkness too, Kirk. Come on, man. (laughs) It is one of his trademarks. I was like, (laughs) what's the point of a ship having shields if every single time we face an enemy? It, they have a weapon that goes through the shields. Imagine like, how bad it'd be without the shields. <laughs> but it, that, is the, that is imagining because they just go, oh, we have this new spaceship that we designed. Oh, yeah, by the way, your shields are useless. Oh, we also have these ships that can just tear through your ship and cut things in half at this point. As I said, it doesn't go through your imagine how, be, how bad it would be without those. Hey, Adam, you don't even know. That movie I, would have been 15 minutes shorter. <laughs> that, 15 minutes long. <laughs> that, that scene was hard to watch. Oh, absolutely. It was hard to watch that ship get shredded. Yeah. Like, those little those little ships were cool looking, the swarm mm-hmm. and everything like that. Little but buggers. just watching them tear the Enterprise to shreds was hard to watch. And, it, you know, it was adrenaline pumping. I love the protocols. Like, that they all knew what to do if something like that were to happen. They're like, oh, okay, guys, we got to separate the saucer. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> that can happen? I'm like, I'm just going to sit I here and I think the watch. best part is, is like somebody, some Starfleet officer sat in a room and was like, all right, well, what happens if something just crashes into the fuselage? <laughs> we got to split the saucer up. That's that's the protocol right we there. have to make it a giant <laughs> flying frisbee. I was like, that's where UFOs come from. Not for nothing. <laughs> the American DOD is doing zombie drills, all right? They're, they've got a protocol for the zombie invasion, so... 
Running running a starship through a food processor. It's not really all that much of a stretch. Really protocol E, right? Because of Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I just I like when Kirk is just about to go into the nebula and he's like, Hey guys, we're gonna go into a place where no one's been before. Be prepared, and then they get attacked, and then half the crew gets lost in the. Oh, space. hey, by the way, there's no cell phone reception. <laughs> can't call so your you parents. Can't call oh, by the way, interesting. <laughs> Just thought of this. How did you guys feel about Sulu being gay? I don't think it had any effect on me. It didn't it, at it all. I was waiting for like this, they like. Tried- I was waiting for this backlash. Really, this just hit you. No, like, okay. all right. So oh I honestly gosh. didn't get that until you just said that. Like, when I saw it, my brain just immediately went to, like, oh, that's that's cool. Like, I it to K. I guess I just didn't see who it was who was handing him the kid because I was looking at, like, every other thing that was yeah, to look at yeah. in Yorktown. So I guess I just didn't see it. And I was just like, oh, But apparently cool. you did because yeah. you're talking about it. Yeah. Well, now that she said it, it's like, oh, wait, yeah, I'm that actually, actually totally makes sense. I'm super proud of the geek community for not having, like, backlash because it seems like in every other movie, like, Finding Dory had backlash about a, what? Other lesbian couple. I don't even remember that. It it was in the movie. They're pushing the stroller together. It was like it was just so minute and so stupid that like people are just having like you know like getting upset about the littlest things. And in this movie, I didn't hear anything. And I'm I'm actually really proud, really proud. I think that's just that. because George Takai is. It was a, it was a tribute to him. Yeah, number one, number two, he's super out there in the world and he does Hello. not care. I know I love him. And like I think that's what it has to do with. Yeah. He didn't like it. Really? Yeah. He didn't said it change they, the character he, though? He said they shouldn't do it. Really? But, Why? So I don't I don't know enough of the background. You know, it wasn't it's not important. Right. It's not important. And you know that was his feelings on the whole thing. It wasn't necessary, it wasn't important, didn't need to be there. So, so a little I mean, my I thought can't was speak for the guy, but it was obviously it was thrown in there to, to do that and you'll you you know you'll get mad props for it. But I, yeah, it was kind of just there. It was understated, so I, it was I just there. I was just like, oh, okay, cool, and then moved on with my life because that's what you should do. No, I, I knew that going in. Um, there was an article about it. I think IGN had written about it that that was going to happen because uh, I don't know if it leaked or if they they talked about it, but they it, said was, it was out a week or so before the movie came out. Yeah. See, this is how I am not with the world because <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah. So, in, in I guess in my opinion, non-factor. Yeah, it was a non-factor. Um, you know what else I thought was interesting, as we're talking about character relationships, is the kind of weird relationship that developed between Crawl and Ohura. Like he had six or seven different opportunities that he was—he just could have went. That's enough of you, woman, and killed her. Yeah, and never considered that. Yeah, like it was just weird. It was just never weird crossed to me. my mind. They, they, uh, you know, the whole time there was sort of a dynamic between the two of them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was by design. I, you know. So yeah, I think that just has to do with like can't kill Ahura. Well, yes, but she also like she stopped him from getting what he needed at that point. So now. Okay, now I'm just gonna make you sit here and watch me destroy your world. Yeah, I like that he was ap- like he was upset with her and her morals, and he wanted to break her down to his. That level, seems I to think. be a very similar trait that in this new series, Star Trek villains have in common. They want to make you watch them destroy everything that you love, you hold dear, you serve to protect. Anything that's in that federation is fair game. 
Thanks a lot, Abrams. You can't kill Ahura, but you can kill Han Solo, you bastard. Yeah, but well, that wasn't... I mean, that uh, was Harrison that's, didn't really that's not unique to the reboots. Yeah. Like, the, the villains in Star Trek have always been kind of... That's not, that's you know, not unique that, to Star Trek. It's not. It's not. It's basically every James Bond movie ever, except for Casino Royale and... Um, the other one before that, the uh, or the one right after that, Quantum of Solace. That's Star Wars too. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, I know where you're going. <laughs> I was going to say, like they literally Tarkin. make Leia watch her planet get destroyed, and they do the exact same thing in Seven, where they make people watch as they launch the weapon at. Um, they don't make people. They don't watch. make me people watch people. They just don't see make it. them, but it's very clear that you're watching it. <laughs> nice try, fella. Yeah. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Don't you get into a Star Wars argument with me. Oh, I'll get into it. In fact, let's do it, because this is a Star Trek podcast, and we are talking way too much about Star Trek. Yeah. Shut up. I think the one thing I missed about um, this movie (laughs) was I missed, there wasn't a lot of Kirk and Spock time. It was very, very short. But I mean, I guess we've had two movies to have their relationship develop. But wasn't there a weight to their relationship here? Because they were talking... Privately to other members about splitting off. Yeah. Oh, that's ex- exactly what was happening. Is their their relationship was playing out without the two of them. Like like um, I loved the beginning of this film, where I was a little bit taken back when when you find out that they're three years into the five year mission. Right. Like so we've missed a huge chunk. way too much. Yeah. Well, especially I, if you consider I, I consider guess, going on. I guess I was kind of expecting. Um, I was kind of expecting to find out, you know, how that started and, and so on. But we started three years in. Into darkness. That's where it starts. After. Right. At the very end, they mentioned. Right. But I so was you want to see the beginning I of I was that. kind of expecting, okay. like, okay, now we're going on a five-year mission. Yeah. You know, and they hop on the thing and, and you know, everybody that's says Bond Voyage and away they go. Yeah, that's the end of, you're describing the end of Into Darkness. They don't actually ever but there's sure? but there's no mission there or anything. There's no Okay, I got you. Know, you. I got what you're stuff. Never mind. So the... the the uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is where sharing microphones. This is what happens to you. <laughs> wow, you start to tell people the world that I'm stupid. So now you're never talking to a microphone again. That's um, why I let you two share a mic because it was the perfect, was perfect dynamic. Right. Wow, so they can still hear me this way. We're buying no another microphone. Um, so to find out that they're three years in, I thought that was a great beginning, and then after that, I thought it was um, I thought it was even funnier that they did the first few minutes of the thing is uh, is done where they're, like, they're bored. They're yeah. stuck out there. You know, you see the, how the relationships and people fighting and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Isn't that part of what um, Krell's story was, though, in a way? Yeah. They got bored. Yeah. They didn't know what to do with themselves. They went insane. Oh, my gosh. Adam, we're, like, ending the podcast. Well, his... Nice try. He's trying to hook up another mic. What a freak. And it's going to be, it's to gonna, be heard. the whole heard. internet is screaming right now from feedback. The entire internet's like, whoa, what the hell is that? That's just, that's just, that's the grouchy geek, not the grumpy geek. The grouchy geek is, I can't is, believe he's is wearing that shirt. plugging something in. Okay. So anyway, I thought that that was, um, I thought that that was interesting and, you know, Kirk spilling the coffee on himself. And my favorite part of the whole thing was when he opens his closet. And there's, and there's like 11 there's like ones, they're yeah. all the same uniform hanging there, you know. I thought that that was fantastic. And as soon as I can buy one of one of those coffee mugs, 
with the kind of stylized. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want that tomorrow. As, oh, soon, as, as, that. as soon as merchandise comes out, I'll Good have product that. placement. You know. So I thought that was I thought that was an interesting beginning to the whole thing. And then we were talking about Kirk and Spock. You know, Kirk's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm bored. Blah 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 blah. And Spock's got his thing going on with you know. It's kind of it's kind of got to be weird finding out your future self died, your future self who you're friends with died. Question: Wouldn't you be like, how did I die? Does well, I would presume that you know that it's old age. No, maybe. Do we know that? Is that? Yeah, they don't no. really tell about. We, we don't know that. that. That's ambiguous. Um, do we? So Kirk commits to, and you know, kind of wrapping things up here a little bit. At the end of the movie, Kirk commits to jumping back to the Enterprise, the new one that they're building at the end of the movie. Oh, I love that, by the way. I love that. That was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. I'm undecided on the time lapse, but what I definitely didn't, uh, I don't think I like the the ending battle where it's just like, yeah, so if we just put the radio in there and then fly next to him, it's just going to explode. Okay, so let's go there first. Loved it. You liked it. I, I knew. Jesus. I was I knew sitting that. next to P, and I'm like, I know they're going to play Beasties, and I know it's going to be Sabotage. I was like, wait. I looked wait to my it. dad. I, I, went, I went with my dad, and I go, hey, dad, Sabotage. And, then, dun, dun, and it was like, yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's like a trademark of this trilogy so far. I absolutely thought, you know, because we, when we saw mm-hmm. in the trailer that they play that, I absolutely thought it was going to be while they were working on trying to get the Franklin back up and running or something. It, was gonna be, it wasn't going to be a... Uh, you know where it played. I mean, it's a, it's a little contrivance. It is the fact that it's the same song they played in the first film when when he's out joyriding his father's you know Corvette. Oh yeah. So there's I, more Beastie Boys in the second one too. I can't remember which song it was though. Oh yeah. I I, I only noticed it because it was the same song. I only noticed because I just watched them before I went to see them. Um, Star Trek Beyond. I, I desperately wanted to have time to do that. Yes. And I didn't. So. I, I did AJ that. AJ loves his Beastie Boys. He BB-8. Apparently, he BB-8. apparently does. Hello, Esty, the, uh, the pilot. That's pretty awesome as well. Um, do you I, think these guys are like, oh, yeah, JJ likes us. They may not even know. Or, yeah, it's like, <laughs> or you think yeah they, they hate like, Star Trek. What? Yeah. what? JJ, you should I'm go a, work I'm on a, Star Wars. Name a droid BB-8, you'll be good. I'm a ball that... Beeps occasionally. Can you imagine? Wait, what? BB-8 what is, is named after that. I love that. Absolutely love that. I, I thought that that was funny. I, I didn't think that that was too cheesy. I love that they said it was classic music or classical that music. That's funny. That's funny. Well, it was one of the two. I was like, oh my that gosh, because perfect. it's like 100 years old. Like, I've heard that. Yes, like, I believe I've you can. Star Trek and like the TV series, and they they make that reference all the time. Like, oh yeah, let's play some classical music. And it's like. The Who. Yeah, it's like. Oh, I see. I've never. Yeah, never like that, that, joke, that joke has been made in Star Trek, but even still, it's still a funny joke to me. Yeah, being new to the series again, that was good for me. Um, so, uh, wrapping up with the finale here, again, getting back to that, Kirk commits to getting back on the Enterprise once that's rebuilt. Does Spock actually commit? I think so. He sees that... But not on screen, ambassador. Right? No, he, saw, he sees the photo of Spock with Starfleet. Okay, right. And I think gotcha. that just settles gotcha. him to do... Like, I think he's going to live up to the expectations of what his alternate timeline self did was with Starfleet then became ambassador Spock and I think that's what Spock's gonna do he'll live his days out with Starfleet and then be the ambassador I hope that we and you know we'll see but I I hope we get more than four films I hope we get five or six this cast is so good I don't right right (laughs) 
I I I hope it continues on with this cast if they're going to do it because this is this is the cast for it. I feel like if they didn't have as good of a cast as they they do, it would not be worth going to see. Like it would just it garbage. is a big reason that I go to see these. It is a phenomenal cast. Uh, I, I horrible loss in uh, in Anton Yeltsin dying. Horrible yep. loss. He was so good. As, as, Chekhov. as Chekhov. Not to mention and, super young. And the I I read someplace on the internet, so it must be true, <laughs> that um they're not gonna replace him. Gotcha. So I don't think so, they should so like Chekhov Chekhov is is gone. Seeing the way you that know, they for whatever did reason. the tribute to Leonard Nimoy as well as writing him into the story so creatively. That's amazing. It was very well done. Also, uh, we mentioned on our, our brief 10-minute, 15-minute spoiler cast for YouTube, the uh, drink that is shared um, with Kirk and Bones. Bones. And that is, to me, I think what Adam mentioned, kind of a, a reference to, to Anton passing away. And I think that that was incredibly classy, down to the credits when they said for Anton, you know, that was chilling. Everybody loved this kid. You know, like, everybody, the, watching yeah. uh, the cast's Twitter feed the, the following day and stuff, it's just, you know, this is a well-liked kid. And mm-hmm. it's just a just a horrible accident. And Makes it even worse that yeah. he's in the spotlight like this. You know, I mean, it's bad, obviously, for anyone, particularly that age. But he, uh, did you guys ever see... Terminator Salvation. Yeah. A few years back. He was in that as yeah. well. Who was he? Um, he is... Oh, gosh. I have not seen this movie in a while. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to Google it. He plays a, a fairly significant role. He's very good in it. He's very good. Um, I know Terminator Salvation was not well received, but regardless, uh, you know, as a tribute to him, watch that one more time. You'll, you'll appreciate his performance, I think, because we didn't have him for too long. Um, he's... Too too young, too young. But anyway, wrap. Yeah, absolutely too soon. Uh, wrapping up here. Any final thoughts on the film? Where we're going from here, Pete? Uh, I want to see more uh, Sophia Butella in the next film. The fact that they got her the Starfleet commission made me happy because <laughs> maybe uh, you know, with with two to three years between films, maybe she's completes her her uh, duty, and she's on the Enterprise. She was, of the two new characters, everybody was most excited about Idris Elba, um, and I think that, that J-Lo was a, a better character. Oh, she I, stole the show, yeah, hands she down. She, yeah. was, she was so good. Her her look was so unique. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the makeup for her was unique. Her attitude. When <laughs> One of my favorite moments in the film is when she flops down in the captain's chair and, and kicks her leg up over the edge of the, you know. <laughs> He's got his uh, like, oh, he, yeah, he, he likes to sit there. He, yeah. he, he, li- he likes that chair. Yeah. You know, like that That cracked me up. So I, great character. I hope we see more of her. I love that he called her Little Miss. Is that how what he called her? Lassie. Little Lassie, yes. I'm sorry. Lassie. He's like, oh, Lassie. Lassie. Yeah. Do you think that they will, they will have a budding romance, Jayla and Scotty? Because I feel that's how they were going. Um, I don't. I, I think it could go either way. I mean, I think. Yeah, I, I saw more. more uh, mentor. Mentor. Yeah, that's what I saw. I think there's a special relationship there, but I think they could go that way if Sa- what Sam's mentioning. I, think it's I felt the part, the, what, what tipped me off was when they were trying to get the radio to work, and he's like, I can do it. And she's like, No, no, let me do it. And he's like, No, I got this. And then he couldn't do it. And she's like, 
this is what you do. And it was like two snap, like two, like they connected in two pieces and it, she was done. And she was oh, like, yeah. okay. Him admitting defeat was pretty funny. Yeah. If, she, if she would have made him stop for directions, I would have believed it. But yeah. You know, so. Good observation, Peter H. Yeah. Uh, so I Adam, got a couple years experience in the marriage department. <laughs> yes, you do. Adam, final thoughts, Star Trek here. And then where we're we going from here. Uh, I, it just needs to continue the way it is. I don't want you to change anything. I don't want you to change. I keep it the way it is. It's fantastic. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the next plot line, storyline is from here. Like, I. I don't know. It's like, a to go where no geek has gone before is what I heard. Yeah, like I just. I don't. They're getting closer and closer every time they uh, do the. Uh, the monologue at the end over like which is the next generation intro is it the is it the old one too but when no one has been before How yeah great was that splitting that up so oh, they each I had loved a, it. that was perfect. That? That, that was awesome like you're moving in that direction so i wonder if if this series continues and becomes like avengers length series where it's just movie after movie after movie if we don't move past Kirk and everything else and move into next generation at some point. I don't know how you do that without like yeah. they could. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know if I could see another Picard right now. We know Thor is gonna be in Star Trek Four. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with that so storyline. Asgard <laughs> Crossover Star Thor. <laughs> Stay all late hey, to get Loki. We didn't we didn't see yeah. we didn't see another uh Anybody being able to play Charles Xavier either, and the and the guy who's playing it now, I'm, his name's escaping me, but oh, he's um, fantastic. Stewart, right? Patrick Stewart. No, Patrick Stewart is the original. Is the original, yeah. and now the young guy taking over in those oh, in the um, Days James of Future Ma- Past and McAvoy. McAvoy. Right, it is, and he's, he's fantastic. You know, right, oh he's fantastic. God. So maybe he's available to play every role. That Patrick Stewart's ever played, he could just follow him. Done. Follow you, through his career. Did you hear about how James McAvoy got so excited to play Xavier that he shaved his head, and they were like, uh, "Prematurely, yeah, 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 he shaved him prematurely." So I could see him. <laughs> so, it, it, <laughs> so it delayed production for like eight months until all of his hair grew back. Son <laughs> of a gun! We're gonna start shooting tomorrow. Like hair Thanks, dude. Something. Throw it back, cue ball. Yeah. yeah, that's funny stuff. Sam, wrap it up here. What do you think? Moving forward. Oh, more keep of the same. It going. I want it. They like it. The chemistry is so good, and the storytelling is equally as good. Just keep it going. I agree. Couldn't agree more. You know what the one problem is going to be is all of these actors are in such demand now. I mean, Zoe Saldana's turning stuff down. Carl Urban's turning stuff down. There's but, there's but so much. Stuff. If you said that they're as big a geeks as you said they are, that's one point. Second point: Zoe Saldana is doing four Avatar sequels and said she's all on board for them. If she's going to do Avatar, I think she could do Star Trek. By the way, not to cut in, but when she was fighting those guys um, at Crawl's base, I was like, oh, it's Gamora! (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Gamora. She doesn't even have to be in that dumb sequel because you can just paint... Oh, shut up! You can paint anybody green. Yeah, that's cute. Shut up, Shut up! Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will be the best movie next year not named Star Wars. Oh, I cannot wait. (laughs) All right, so uh, wrap it up. We are going to... We'll be at an event, our first con, Nickel City Con in Buffalo, August 13th, 14th. Come say hi to us. Andrew Garvey's going to be doing some cosplay. We'll have some shirts. You can also get those shirts available uh, from Geek Swag. It is thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. 
That's not store e n v y dot com, Sam. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's okay. You'll get there one day, kid. Yeah. Uh, where can we find everyone on Twitter? Pete. Thanks, buddy. Uh, at Pete Her. I dragged it out a little bit. Adam. At Adam J. Her. And Sam is at I'm a big loser because I don't like Twitter. I don't like Twitter. Hate it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I don't like Twitter. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. At I don't like Twitter. Hate it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't underscore like underscore Twitter. Underscore. Underscore. At Bruner sucks the big one. I am Josiah Leroy. I'm at Josiah D. Leroy. Visit thegeekiverse.com. Thank you so much it's, for watching. Hang on, hang on. It's important to point out that if you're afraid of ugly gingers, don't worry. Bruno's not going to be at Comic-Con, so you should still come and don't say hi. Oh. We don't know that? Never mind. What? Never mind. You know what? We're canceling. Sorry. Nickel City, see you later. We're not doing this. <laughs> not can't. a Bruner's coming. It's Sorry. too embarrassing. We'll have a good-looking ginger, though. Sunday, you know, Trevor White will be there. The Bruner 2.0, the That's much true. improved version of the Michigan Way better. freak from Way Flint better. or Detroit or wherever the hell it is. The Flint <laughs> freak. Drink it up, buddy. Oh. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Drop the mic.